Welcome to Direct Impact, where we discuss the various ways our mental health and quality of life intersect. I'm your host, Andrea Epting, licensed professional counselor, master's addictions counselor, and certified sex therapist. Think of our time together as focused self-reflection mixed with insight, passion, and empowerment. Now, take a deep breath. Now let's dive in and see what impacts you today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is your host, Andrea Epteen. I am willing, (laughs) I don't know if I'm ready, but I am willing to have a conversation today around body betrayal. I just feel like it is one of the most important topics. And it's a topic that just there's just not a lot of research around it. There's not a lot of work being done in it. But it's something that I have found so valuable in my own life and in my own work as a psychotherapist. Um, It comes up often. Um, It comes up for individuals who are suffering um, with dis-ease and disease and embodied emotion, and somatic symptoms, and disordered eating, and body image, and anything that is going on, any sudden changes happening in our body, um, it can really be disruptive to our mental health, our emotional well-being, and how we show up in the world, how we show up in our relationships, how we show up... um, not just mentally and emotionally, but relationally, vocationally, sexually, all of those things. Um, So let's talk about that. Um, As you know, I am a psychotherapist. I work a lot with um, sexual compulsivity. I work a lot with um, betrayal trauma. And this falls into the category of betrayal trauma. Um, But body betrayal is just a little bit different, um, but very similar in that there is an actual betrayal that has taken place between a human being and their body. And that relationship has now been disrupted. And there is a fracture there. And there is now grief and loss and rejection and distrust between you cognitively and you physically. So there's just no longer the same relationship that there once was before the betrayal between you and your body. So I feel like, you know, it just is something that I work with a lot in my practice is betrayal and body betrayal is one of them. Um, I also work a lot with mood and food. And so understanding that mind body connection and how we relate to our body as our body evolves as our body changes as our body gets healthy you know all of all of that work is so important but over and over and over in my practice and in conversations in life with friends with family and in my own personal experience i just feel like again it's a topic that does not get near enough attention And I just want to do that today. (laughs) All right. So I am going to give the topic of body betrayal some time and much needed attention. And we'll just honor that. Um, I'm also going to um, share a little bit of my story, my personal experience um, on the topic. And um, so that's why I said I'm willing to have this conversation today. I don't know that I'm necessarily ready, but I'm, um, I'm, I'm very willing because 
it's a big, important and lovely and transformational part of of my story. And I believe that it can be for you too, which is the purpose in sharing it. Because through any type of betrayal, um, through any type of trauma, little t trauma, big t trauma, complex traumas over the lifetime, there can be growth, there can be healing, there can be transformation. And you can wind up being a better version of yourself at the other side. But you first have to accept it and sit in it and do the work and go through it. And it is not easy work, but it is. It's transformational and it's life-giving and it is worth it. It's character building is what it is. The work is always building character, but on the other side of that really is... um, growth and healing. So betrayal. Um, I I think that you're pretty familiar with that term, but there's lots of different types of betrayal. Um, Intimacy betrayal. um, We see that a lot in my practice here at Resolve Strategies. Um, A lot of betrayed partners come in after they have discovered that their partner has been acting out sexually um, or engaging in pornography addiction and things of that nature. So we work a lot with intimacy betrayal. Um, But there's also financial betrayal. There's spiritual betrayal. There's um, lots of different types of very important relationships we have in our life, like with our major caregivers or people who are important to us, um, or were meant to care for us. And so there's a lot of types of relationship betrayal. Um, But for today, we're going to dive into body betrayal and what makes this so powerful and so complex is that you can't set boundaries <laughs> as well with your body as you can with other people, places or things. So it, it is, it's, it's a very challenging work because you can't divorce your body. <laughs> you can't, um, you know, in, it's just very challenging to show up in that way. And, um, and it really is um, a practice of giving yourself grace and mercy and, um, and forgiveness and acceptance and truly allowing yourself to sit in and grieve that loss, the loss of what you thought you were going to have, or what you once had, or what is now missing, or, um, you know, all of the stuff that can come up in relationship to your body. So, you know, I I mentioned some of the things that would very naturally um, lead to betrayal of the body. So we talk about disease, first, you know, that physical betrayal. Um, And so when you think of you know, heart disease, um, diabetes, cancer, and all of those things, Um, you know, irritable bowel syndrome, you know, any type of chronic disease that you are dealing with is a form of body betrayal. All right, I want to tell you about Brain FM. Some days our focus is stretched thin, Different sources of stimulation regularly wear on our attention. Working from home can obviously exacerbate these issues. At best, curated playlists can be a crapshoot. Whether they'll actually push you to be more productive, who knows? This is why we use Brain FM. These guys have neural phase locking audio technology and fire soundtracks. 
that shift your neurons into focus mode. Visit brainfm.com. That's www.brainfm.com. Use the promo code Direct Impact for great discounts. That's Direct Impact with no spaces. Now, visit the link in our show notes. Okay. Um, there are other things. Um, you know, when you miscarry, when you're having a hard time um, reproductively, when you're suffering from any type of sexual dysfunction, erectile dysfunction, that's a form of body betrayal. Um, and these are all kind of like under that physical realm. Um, but then there's other things too, where um, there was an act against us, which was kind of like a little bit more in my situation, but my body never was the same again, you know, so um, people returning from war, people, you know, getting into a bad car accident or injuring themselves in some way where their body will never perform the way it once did. Okay, this also happens in the aging process. So it can be a trauma, it can be um, genetic, and it can be, you know, you know, lots of different ways that this could occur. So I just feel like I want to acknowledge that and it help you understand this is like a really big, you know, spectrum, you know, of ways that this could occur. Um, and it's not just um, around eating disorders and, you know, mood and food disorders and all of that. It's, it's much more. Um, but body image issues um, need to be dealt with nonetheless. Okay, so I'll tell a little bit of my story and um, just as an opportunity for people to reflect and learn and take inventory of their own life experiences and say, you know what, something did happen to me at some point and I never really was able to engage with my body or show up in my body the way that I once did before. And I've never really sat down and grieved, fully grieved the loss um, because any time, you know, something like that occurs and, and at some point you're going to acknowledge, yeah, I'm never going to be the same way again. It's important that you go through that full grief process until you come out to the side of acceptance and growth. Okay. And, but a lot of us, you know, because we're just not spending enough time doing the work, or maybe we're not, you know, spending a lot of time in awareness or reflection, or maybe your defense mechanisms came in and you're still in denial about, you know, the severity of the impact. But at some point, you will need to look at this um, because it's huge. Um, So, my story is I went in for um, an elective. Um, day surgery that was supposed to, um, it was an exploratory um, female surgery to see if I had what's called endometriosis. And so I showed up <laughs> and went in for that surgery. And um, unbeknownst to me, um, until I woke up with alarms going off everywhere, and I immediately knew that something had happened. I immediately knew that something was bad, wrong. And my husband was, you know, knelt down beside me and it was clear that everybody was very scared, but very relieved that I was now awake. And, um, you know, as information unfolded, 
um, it came into my awareness that while I was under, um, the surgeon severed my ureter um, and nicked my bladder and had um, removed my uterus. And so I had to take in all of that information. And um, it took some time to heal, but unfortunately, um, they released me too soon. And through that process, um, we come, came to found once I was septic and kind of knocking on death's door again, had to be returned to the hospital that my ureter was not reimplanted correctly. And my whole abdomen had filled with urine. And um, it had really done a lot of damage to my kidneys and to some other parts of my body. And so um, they I had to have about four to five subsequent surgeries where um, the ureter was reimplanted in different ways. I wound up having, um, well, I, I was in bed for over a year, and I had a Foley catheter for about 90% of that time. Um, so I was very limited in my mobility and my ability to, you know, perform many of my responsibilities that I once had. And so uh, several, several surgeries, um, multiple, multiple doctor's visits, um, always that process was probably just as traumatizing as the actual physical trauma from everything was the roller coaster ride of emotion of I'm going to get an answer or someone's going to be able to help or somebody is going to, you know, get me to a place where I can get to the bathroom on my own again, or somebody is going to figure out a way to heal all these fistulas and tears in my bladder or, you know, you know, it was just a constant, you know, roller coaster ride of wanting to be hopeful and having this real desire to see the silver lining and then just you know, going back down into this deep wave of, um, I'm never going to be myself again, and just grief, and depression, and all of that. So um, it was really, really hard. Um, And I just got very stuck um, through this in my anger. Um, I had a great deal of sadness and a great deal of grief. And I was just having a really hard time getting there because I was so stuck in how somebody could do this to me. Do you feel preoccupied, confused, or embarrassed about an unwanted behavior? Do you prioritize pornography, food, finances, gambling, toxic people, and or chemicals over your primary responsibilities? Well, at Resolve Strategies in Savannah, Georgia, our clinical counselors offer evidence-based approaches to take you from discovery to recovery. To learn more about Resolve Strategies, visit www.resolvestrategiesinc.com and take our free quiz, Five Defense Mechanisms That Might Keep You in the Dark. And um, so through through all of that, eventually, you know, I had some really successful surgeries over some time and my body kind of kicked in to try to heal me and save me. Um, And so, you know, a few years later, I started to kind of like piece my life back together. But again, it was just extremely traumatic 
And um, I had to deal with pelvic floor issues. I still do deal with pelvic floor issues. And, you know, I, I was just incontinent for a very, very long period of time. And when this happened, I was 29 years old. I was 29 years old. I was, you know, at the height of my vitality. And I just felt like I had been struck down. I felt like I had been <laughs> struck down at my prime. You know, I'd been married for a few years and, and I felt all this guilt and I felt all this shame and I felt all of this worthlessness and I felt like, who am I as a wom- woman? And I had to grieve the loss of not having more children. Um, I had to grieve the loss of just not showing up in the way as, as a wife that I had previously. And I don't just mean sexually. I mean, you know, just when, when you're not feeling the best as a woman, it's hard to allow a man to love on you. And and so because I was just carrying all of this hurt and shame and guilt, and I felt like, gosh, he didn't sign on for this. <laughs> and um, But of course, you know, we know in reality, he absolutely did sign on for that. That was an untruth <laughs> that was coming up in my deep depression. But but yeah, all of those negative thoughts would come in. And I had never experienced anything like that in my life. And then, oh my gosh, not to mention, you know, legal issues that came out of, you know, medical malpractice, lawsuits, blah, 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 blah. What a nightmare. Constant stress, constant turmoil. That was one of the main reasons I was having a hard time really processing and getting through my angers because it was brought back up to the surface every single time I'd have to engage with an attorney or tell my story again or go to another doctor and do it all over again. And so just a really, really tough time, tough time. And so I want to tell my story because I was able to effectively <laughs> move through it and and sit in it and accept it and feel it as deeply as I needed to feel it to embrace it and grow from it and you know talk about body betrayal I was never going to be in that body that I had been with for 29 years that I loved (laughs) I loved that body oh my gosh it was a beautiful body (laughs) loved that body but you know what um I love this body now too. And I love this body even more. I can look at the, oh gosh, multiple, 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 multiple scars on my body now and, and really honor them <laughs> and love them and respect them and be like, wow, you are such a soldier. You are such a warrior. You are just amazing for what you've been through. And, um, you know, and and how you've come through it, you know, just I have learned to give myself grace and love. And I accepted that my I was never going to be in that body again. And I had to like really grieve that loss because it was dead to me. You know, it's it was dead and gone. And it served its purpose. But you know, now it was time for me to grow into something new and a, a, a a bolder, braver, better version of myself. And, and now I can honestly sit here today and talk about it without breaking down. <laughs> um, and I can also talk about it and say with 100% honesty to my listeners that I feel safer and more secure and 
more beautiful and more confident (laughs) in this body today than I ever did in that beautiful 29-year-old form. And that's because of the work that I've been willing to do. Um, But I really, really mean it. When I, you know, think back on the way that that young woman felt in that body, she was still pretty (laughs) self-conscious. And, you know, I'm I'm not that way today uh, in a very, very different form. So uh, all of that to say that I know that it's, there are a lot of people out there that can relate not just to medical injuries, um, but to, you know, developing a sickness, a, a debilitating sickness, or being in an accident or losing a limb or losing your ability to be sexual with your partner. I mean, like I, the list goes on and on, but these are deep wounds. This isn't just the betrayal of another person, a partner. Like we know to some degree, we can accept to some degree that people can't be trusted 100% of the time. (laughs) Even if they're trustworthy, they're going to do things to hurt you. But when you're doing it um, or when it happens to you and then the trust bonds are broken between you and your body and your body no longer can do the things for you that it once did. I mean, that that is a real process. Listen up. You don't want to miss out on this. Wise Mind Enterprises and Lightning in a Bottle Digital Courses are offering direct impact listeners deep discounts of up to 25% on their 2022 course offerings. Say what? 25%? That's right, Edward. Just visit www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash courses to pre-order and save big. These courses are carefully curated with you in mind. Hey, Madison, did you know Lightning in a Bottle works with credentialed licensed professional psychotherapists to create life-giving content that is sure to make an impact? I did, and I'm super excited about their new courses. Me too. New 2022 digital courses include The Antidote to Reactive Living, Healing Body Betrayal, Escaping the Perfectionism Paradox, Essential Truths to Support Your Recovery, just to name a few, and with more life-enhancing courses coming down the pipeline. And if 25% savings still leaves you on the fence, well, how about this? The first 20 people to pre-order will receive 50% off a second course of their choosing. I don't know about you, but I need at least two of those courses. So visit www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash courses today and enter the promo code IMPACT to receive massive savings on valuable courses. Oh, side note. Lightning in a Bottle offers more than just courses. They offer a recovery and life enhancement community, and they are always interested in hearing from you. If one of these courses didn't resonate with you, well, let them know what you're looking for on your journey because your voice is valued and vital. All righty, my friends. Pre-order or engage with Lightning in a Bottle at www.lightninginabottle.biz. Invest in you today. And don't forget your promo code IMPACT. That's a huge betrayal. And I just want to invite everybody to to sit in their life experiences and be present in their body and and know that, yes, we're going to have changes and we need to be able to grow and love ourselves. I mean, and all of us, I mean, and, and I mentioned the aging process earlier. I mean, my goodness, I look around in the United States of America and the way both men and women are responding to the aging process is not really healthy, <laughs> you know? So even coming to a place of acceptance that, yes, it is beautiful. 
it's beautiful to get to age and to to wrinkle and to look, you know, like you, you, you know, you've been living in the world a while, <laughs> you know, because um, so much comes with that. So much beauty comes with that. And especially like I have to go back to couples on that one. I just there to me, there's almost nothing more beautiful in this world than to see two people grow old together and to know that they saw each other and their bodies and their many, many different forms throughout all of those decades and decades and decades to me is one of the most beautiful things in the world. Now that will get me emotional. That's just a thing of beauty. But, you know, let's sit in that. Let's sit in that reality that, yeah, we're mortal. (laughs) We're aging. We're changing. Things happen. Traumas happen. Um, And some of those traumas are going to really impact our bodies. And we need to be able to accept that and move throughout life and elicit the help that we need along the way. All right. So that's just a little bit about my story. And I just want to, you know, validate your experience, too. Um, Because yeah, it's it's a bitch. (laughs) It's a bitch. It's hard. But on the other side, I mean, I wouldn't trade it now for all the money in the world. I would not trade that experience for anything in the world because it has molded me. It has built character. It doesn't define me, (laughs) but it is part of my journey and um, and a really, really important one. (laughs) Um, Just a lot of gratitude around that whole experience. And now I'm able to look back on it and see how God showed up. Oh my gosh. It, I mean, every second almost. <laughs> um, I couldn't see it when I was in it. I could not see that. But now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, there he was, there he was, there he was, there he was, there he was. You know, and, and how many blessings have been able to come out of it. And my whole appreciation of life has changed and just the knowledge of how short it is. And, um, and honestly, this tragedy in my life anyway, I mean, for some, it might not be so tragic, but for me, um, it it was, it was just an extreme tragedy and, um, it gave birth to me founding, being a founder of an amazing transformational nonprofit organization. It breathed, you know, life into me in a way that I would have never had before losing so much. So being grateful for the loss, but that is that process of grieving, (laughs) truly grieving the loss and feeling, you know, the depth of that. Um, in order to overcome. And um, so one of the questions I feel like I get often and something I want to offer to the listeners is, you know, there are, are quite a few practices that I recommend to kind of get you from point A to point B. <laughs> and as a psychotherapist, yes, guess what I'm going to recommend? <laughs> I'm going to recommend um, that you work closely with a therapist, um, someone who understands trauma um, and somebody who understands maybe even more specifically betrayal trauma and um, and has worked with this in the past, but really just 
sitting with somebody and uh, reprocessing the events. Um, I always recommend EMDR as part of that process, too, because, you know, and again, I'll go back to my personal experience, but you don't realize the trauma. Um, You don't realize until, you know, your startle reflex is already is, uh, you know, there all of a sudden and, you know, loud noises are startling you and you're not able to process as quickly and you're distracted and you're having nightmares and you don't realize, you know, especially when the actual tragedy happens when you're under, (laughs) you know, anesthesia, you don't, you know, it's really hard to understand, you know, how the PTSD developed. And so the EMDR is very helpful um, because it really kind of like gets into the negative core beliefs that have come out of the experience and it gets to the core of the fears and it gets to the core of um, the anger and um, and just that that vulnerability. Oh my gosh, I'd never, you know, and thank goodness, <laughs> I had never had a, an opportunity before to think about how vulnerable we are when we turn ourselves over to these doctors. Oh my goodness, you know. But really, just getting in there and talking about it and and accepting. Oh my gosh, yes, we are completely vulnerable in that. I mean, we're literally under. <laughs> And people are rummaging through our bodies and then we wake up and we just keep on going. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot that I think that that particular tool of EMDR can offer when you're reprocessing a specific trauma such as this. Um, so, yes, um, elicit help. Um, talk about it. Um get your needs met through your friends, your healthy friends and your healthy family members. And, um, you know, find a community to experience life with on a deeper level. Um, And so I just I feel like those things are really important. I feel like I, I always want to mention the healing powers of journaling. Um, I feel like being able to on a daily basis, I do it a.m. and p.m., but just to really get in and process your emotions and to get in tuned with your body, to get in tuned with yourself. Um, that's huge. Body work is huge. Yoga, meditation, somatic experiencing, um, lots of different things and therapies that I would recommend um, to rebuild a healthy, trustworthy loving, kind, compassionate relationship with your body. And you know what, because you only get one of them, you only get one body, it's yours. So love on it, accept it, honor it, and give it what it needs. So you know, that's what I wanted to show up today to talk to you about. And, um, and again, just put a little bit more attention around not just betrayal, Um, from others, but body betrayal as well. Does anyone else feel like they just earned an extra brain wrinkle? Do you feel like that went by way too fast and just cannot wait till the next episode? Then leave a review and share this episode with a friend, a loved one, a coworker, or whomever, because your valued feedback makes a direct impact.
So as we talk about body betrayal and the trauma around body betrayal, um, I know that there's some different categories and I will definitely wind up diving into each of those categories of how we experience body betrayal. Um, but just a little, you know, snapshot at that is, you know, there um, is medical um, body betrayal. And that could be where, um, like in my um, situation, um, there was medical malpractice at play, or there was a medical injury by a healthcare professional. And there are deep wounds and trauma around that. There's also chronic and acute illness, um, early onset or late onset. But um, that's also another form of body betrayal. There's also... Um, situations in which somebody has been acting out or reenacting their trauma for long periods of time, and maybe that has transitioned into addictive behaviors, and there is damage that is done to the body in that process. Um, that is also another uh, look at body betrayal. And so does our dis-ease betray our body, and then our body betray us in return? Yes, I mean, there's, there's a process there, but um, nonetheless, understanding and really diving into the trauma of that experience is critical um, in recovery, in a recovery process. Um, and then there are additional um, body betrayals and that we've mentioned before, like miscarriage and um, infidelity. So when um, our partner has acted out sexually or romantically, emotionally outside of our um, commitment, then um, there really is a heavy emphasis for a lot of people on their body and how maybe that might have um, been at play. Um, and again, I work with people so often with um, eating disorders and there's a lot of betrayal around that as well. Um, and that falls into the category of trauma leading into addictive acting out and how the body responds to that. And then the betrayal sets in. I can't trust my body and my body can't trust me. There becomes, there's a real disconnect there that needs to be mended. Um, and the other thing I just wanted to say um, separate, but out of my story, and I believe it comes out of every story, when we talk about the grief and loss process, and coming to a place of not just acceptance, but to a place of traumatic growth, there is an amazing space where your higher power shows up in that growth, um, to really take you to a place that you've never been before that you've never really even knew that you could experience a place of like, yes, true acceptance of who you are, where you are, and, you know, and your body, <laughs> and how it is and 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 how you're experiencing it. So I mean, there's just so much opportunity for growth and self acceptance in that. Um, but there. For me, for instance, and I'm just giving an example of traumatic growth, you know, I will talk about this separately on another podcast, but, you know, I lost my ability to create life that was stolen from me, that was removed from me, that was ripped away from me without my consent. You know, I had absolutely no choice in that. But through traumatic growth, 
I still had, I acknowledged I had a real need to create. I had a real need to give life. I had a real need to watch that grow and flourish and, and thrive. And I wanted to leave a legacy behind. So, you know, the way that my higher power showed up to help me do that, and through my traumatic growth, I developed an amazing organization. It was a labor of love. It was something that I birthed. It was something that I have been, had the pleasure and privilege to watch it grow and and thrive. And so there are other ways <laughs> to, you know, allow our needs to be met. It's kind of like when we let go, we can see how that's possible. So I feel like I just wanted my listeners to hear that because yes, it is a process. It's a grueling process, but it's a necessary process. You can achieve traumatic growth. And another thing that I've mentioned is, you know, through this process, there is a real vulnerability. And I want you to embrace that vulnerability because that's where we really, you know, get to see how other people are willing to show up for us and accept help and, um, and, and accept our limitations and allow, again, our higher power to show up and meet us where we are and show us actually we're, you know, <laughs> with him or with it, whatever your spiritual practice is, you know, the sky still is the limit, no matter what you perceive your limitations to be. So I just wanted to, to add that bit of hope because you can achieve traumatic growth. And you can also in the process of healing from body betrayal, you can find out who your healthy relationships are, who really knows you, who really loves you, who really has loyal and, you know, dedicated themselves to seeing you thrive and allowing them to show up in your life that way, the way that you really need and deserve. You know, that's another just healing aspect when you surrender. That's something that can be accomplished through this. So again, hope, hope for healthy relationships, hope for, you know, spiritual development, hope for healing and hope for all that you can achieve through traumatic growth. Thank you for dropping in. Snaps to you because you have made a direct impact by listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned every week for a new episode of Direct Impact with Andrea Epstein.